Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to our 2019 NFL Picks Challenge Day. We have a lot of college football, a little U.S. Open, and some other things to get to. Question of the day is what team in college football made you change your opinion the most, for better or for worse, through weeks zero and one? Miami lost to Florida. Carolina beat South Carolina. Those two face each other Saturday night in Chapel Hill. We'll be there with the big tailgate tour. As we go to Greg and Raleigh, Gary and Wilson, and you at 1-800-849-2761. If you don't want in on one of those topics with a question or comment, you can play our 2019 NFL Picks Challenge. You can send us an email. You can tweet at us. Be sure to tag us at David Glenn Show, where you can call. Give us your Super Bowl champion, your Super Bowl loser, the score as a tiebreaker. Tell us the Panthers' regular season record and who will be your surprise team from anywhere in the NFL besides the six teams that Las Vegas considers the favorites. Those are the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Chargers, the Saints, the Eagles, and the Rams. Your surprise team, in air quotes, can come from any of the other 26 options in the National Football League. Why are we playing this game today? Well, the NFL's regular season gets underway tomorrow with the Packers visiting the Bears in a national TV game on NBC. Your Panthers host the L.A. Rams on Sunday afternoon. There is a Monday night Football doubleheader on ESPN, Texans at Saints, Broncos at Raiders. You can chime in with that combination of picks. Somebody will walk away with the grand prize worth more than $1,000, 1-800-849-2761. One quick follow-up from college football. FSU head coach Willie Taggart attempted earlier today to clarify his, comp his comments about dehydration. If you missed my criticism of that tone-deaf call-in show commentary by Florida State's head coach. I got nothing against Willie Taggart. I just know there's a public relations aspect of being a major college coach, especially here in 2019, and you can't look like an excuse maker pointing to dehydration. How is Boise State better conditioned or prepared for the Florida heat than a team based in Florida? I mean, that just doesn't make any sense, and you make yourself look bad, even worse than losing if you point to dehydration, Florida State coach unexpectedly addressed the media before practice after those comments that he made on his weekly talk show. He said he began a written statement by insisting that his words were insinuated and taken in a different direction before reading a transcript of the entire exchange he had with Gene Deckerhoff, the host of the talk show from Monday's program. He said the entirety of his response dealt with FSU's upcoming game against Louisiana Monroe, and none of it was directed toward the team's loss to Boise State last Saturday. Quote, what happened on Monday was I got a call from one of our great fans. They asked me what our team was doing. That was the question. This coming game against Louisiana Monroe, this game is where my focus is. I don't know if we did a good job of the hydration thing last week. It's one of those situations where you live and learn, and we're going to help our guys when it comes to that. Hydrate, drink a lot of liquid, Powerade, some water. He said Powerade, the, green, the great Gene Deckerhoff did. And Willie Taggart responded, absolutely. As he continued, it was hot, and we talked about it as a staff. Our medical staff just talked about how it can be on our guys, how we can be on our guys as coaches early in the week about hydrating and doing it early in the week. That was, thought it was pretty clever, thought it was pretty smart. We listened to our medical staff, and that's what we're doing. I'm staying hydrated myself. I don't know if that's going to help at all, but that is Willie Taggart's response to the criticism he got 
for what was truly a ridiculous a ridiculous attempt to talk about an issue that if it was an issue, he, of course, is partially responsible for as the head coach of the program. Gary is in Wilson. Let's see if we can win him a prize. Gary, let's check your prognostication skills this year. Go ahead with your NFL Picks Challenge selections. Okay, thank you, D.C. I am picking the Eagles to win the Super Bowl over the Kansas City Chiefs by a score of 21-14. to 14. Ooh, the Andy Reid special game. That would make me very happy. Yeah. All right, Panthers record. An encouraging 9-7. and seven. All right, and then your surprise team. The New York Jets. Ooh. Haven't heard that one today. Gary and Wilson, are they a favorite of yours, or are you just reading some tea leaves? Yeah, well, they're a favorite of mine. Rookie Greg Dort out of Wake Forest is their punt returner and a wide receiver, and uh, I would love to see him help lead them to greater heights. I loved watching Greg Dortch at Wake Forest, man. He turned pro early. I'm glad he stuck with the team at the next level. Dave Clawson would have loved to have him for one more year. Greg is in Raleigh and next in our NFL Picks Challenge. Go right ahead. Hey, Greg. That first call, he took my Super Bowl pick. That, that's okay, though. That's okay. As long as your other selections are different, you can still win. So, yeah, I'm going with the Eagles and the Chiefs. I got a different score. I'm thinking 33 to 24 Eagles. All right. Uh, I think the Panthers is probably mediocre at best, 8-8. Eight eight. All right. And then my surprise team, I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags. Yeah, a lot of folks are thinking – They'll be pulling up the rear this year in the NFL standings. I hope these folks are right about my Eagles. And I even like the Chiefs because of the Andy Reid factor. He no longer is the Eagles head coach, but he's an easy-to-root-for guy. I think they're, well, in the eyes of Vegas, they are two of the best teams in the NFL. I would love to see an Eagles-Chiefs Super Bowl, and, and that's for selfish reasons. I think TV executives would love to see it as well. You got the Chiefs, young Patrick Mahomes, the Eagles, young Carson Wentz. A uh, huge media market in Philly, a uh, huge fan base in a different way for Kansas City. I think that would do well for ratings purposes, and it certainly would do well in the Glenn household. 1-800-849-2761. We'll get to more of your picks later. On the other side, we will be joined from the ACC Network by the former head coach of the Miami Hurricanes. Mac Brown represented the Tar Heels. Manny Diaz represented the Hurricanes. Heading into a weekend where Texas A&M at Clemson is the biggest national matchup. UNC at uh, hosting Miami, rather. ACC Network, 8 o'clock Saturday night. We'll be there with the big tailgate tour on Franklin Street from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. So come see us if you can. You might even win four free Continental Tires if you are successful in the Continental Tire Toss. Mark Richt knows this rivalry from a different perspective. Former Georgia head coach, three years the Hurricanes head coach, stepped away allowing for Manny Diaz to be elevated to that post. Mark Richt now works his tail off for the ACC Network and ESPN. The new channel actually has a quadruple header this Saturday. Starting at 11 a.m., Ohio at Pitt, and ending with the 8 o'clock kickoff between the Hurricanes and the Tar Heels. Mark Richt will be really busy this Saturday. We'll catch him next on the David Glenn Show. 
UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest as a head coach averaged about 10 wins a season over a decade and a half leading the Georgia Bulldogs. More recently led his alma mater, Miami, to significant success including two top 25 seasons in his three years there as the head coach after being a quarterback there back in the day. Nowadays, he helps lead the coverage of college football for the ACC Network, which has, count them, five different exclusive ACC football games this coming weekend. We're speaking, of course, of Mark Richt. Coach, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great other than I'm breathing hard. If you wonder what that is, I've been walking with my wife, and she's like an Olympic walker. <laughs> well, we're, we're supportive of your health, Coach. You already arranged with the wife it's okay to speak with the David Glenn Show during your power walk together? <laughs> yeah, I'm thankful, believe me. She, she's like six foot tall, got these long strides. She's run marathons before, and I'm just hanging on for dear life here. So <laughs> I'm breathing hard, you know why. Well, let's glance back at week one. Also look forward to week two where we have Texas A&M against Clemson. Also the Miami Hurricanes, your old team, visiting the North Carolina Tar Heels here in our backyard. In week one, UVA took care of business at Pittsburgh. Boston College beat Virginia Tech. UNC beat the Gamecocks in Charlotte. And there were other big wins. What jumped out to you the most from an ACC victory this past week? Well, I think the North Carolina game was probably the one that Maybe it was the most surprising as far as a victory. You know, you got South Carolina that's had their staff together for quite some time and uh, put it together. And you look at the quarterback situation. You got Bentley, who's a senior, who's a very talented guy. And then you got Sam Howell on the other end, true freshman, his first start. You know, just coming in at the mid year and then playing as well as he did. And uh, of course, watching Max celebrate with his team was priceless, in my opinion. They give all the gray hairs a hope in life right <laughs> mark Richt, he's not yet quite a gray hair but he is an outstanding analyst for the acc network still in his 50s as i like to say so certainly not yet a senior citizen this coming week the highlight games are led by texas a&m against clemson on the national scene right. and also miami at unc here in our backyard uh, what do you make of the Clemson A&M rematch, given that that was a really close game in College Station a year ago? Uh, and Jimbo Fisher, of course, knows these Clemson Tigers pretty well. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, you know, Clemson right now in the ACC obviously is at the very top. And one of the reasons is they just got they just have better personnel than everybody else. It's uh, It's hard for people to you know, to match up with them at all, at all positions. But, you know, Texas A&M is a team that I think will look a lot more like Clemson looks just on the hoof. And uh, I think their body types will match up well. And, and then, you, like you say, Jimbo has experience going against Clemson. He's 4-4, he's four four actually, against Clemson while he was at Florida State. And I think the last three he lost, but he certainly will, he's going to have a good idea of how to attack those guys. When you think of Dabo Sweeney's 12-game regular season schedule, 
Is it fair to say that this is one of the highest risk games that he's going to be dealing with all regular season? I know he has a trip to Syracuse yes. after this, but it's got to be well, on the I, short I list, think, right? I'm sorry. I think this is. I think this is it. I think okay. this is the most dangerous game for them uh, on the schedule. Uh, Syracuse. The thing about them, like you said, they're playing at home, but they also uh, they're not afraid of Clemson. You know, they beat them two years ago. They took them to the wire last year. So there's no fear factor when it comes to Syracuse. But it's, again. You know, they lost Dungy, their quarterback, Syracuse did, and he was such an unbelievable player, just could throw, could run, was tough, would just rally his team no matter how much he was getting knocked around. It was just amazing what he did. And DeVito now is in there, and he's got a ways to go to reach that leadership role. But uh, I don't think Syracuse would be afraid. But Texas A&M, in my mind, is the, it's the one. I don't know your exact duties this weekend, Coach, but with the ACC Network, of course, there's a Friday night game, so the theme continues. But then there is a quadruple header. So folks who want to watch Virginia, (laughs) you know, their former coach, actually, Mike London, taking William and Mary to Virginia. That's a Friday night game exclusive to the ACC Network. We don't see quadruple headers all that often. And yet from Ohio Pitt at 11 a.m., through South right. Florida, Georgia Tech, Louisiana Monroe, FSU, and then in our backyard, it'll be Miami at UNC starting at around 8 right. p.m. I mean, that's like more than 12 straight hours of football. <laughs> uh, is this oh, power yeah. walk designed to give you the kind of durability you need on Saturday or you what? You need that stamina. It's crazy. <laughs> we'll go uh, an hour before that kick, that 11 a.m. kick on Saturday. So uh, we'll be there from 10 until probably midnight or beyond because we do an hour-long post game. Yeah. So that Saturday is going to be a monster. <laughs> Friday is a, is a two-hour. If there's a Friday night game, we start two hours prior to mostly talk about what's going to happen on Saturday, but we will preview what's going to happen in that game Friday night. I think there's another game on Friday yeah. night as yeah. well that's not on the network. Yeah, Wake Forest so is at Rice. there's a lot yeah. of things to talk about. And this time of year, as you know, a lot of out-of-conference games. So if you've got 14 teams in the league, you could have 12 different games to watch instead of just seven when everybody's playing each other. I thought we jumped to the broadcast booth to take a little stress off you, man. That's a long day, right? <laughs> well, here's the beauty of it. I get there Friday to Bristol, Connecticut. I'm the, uh, in the studio, and I leave Sunday morning. And then Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I get to goof off. So uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty good gig. And then from January to July, I just go to the beach with my wife and, and, watch, and see our grandchildren. Watch a little – got to watch a little game show too. Yeah. Well, that, that makes us feel less bad about having to hunt you down and harass you in the middle of a week, given the rest of that <laughs> beautiful picture. We do appreciate your time on the David Glenn Show. All right, since you're not a head coach anymore, uh, right. I wondered your thoughts when you heard, or maybe it's hit your radar by now, Florida State coach Willie Taggart is already, of course, we knew all summer, in scrutiny because of the losing season in the missed bowl last year then he loses to boise state so more florida state fans are upset he actually mentioned on his radio show coach dehydration issues as at least a contributor to the loss to boise can you tell us how it works like if i were your right hand man at georgia or miami and your call-in show was coming up 
I would say, right. hey, Coach Rick, man, you're a smart guy, but let me remind you, don't bring up anything like dehydration as an excuse because, A, even if it's true, they're going to blame you for not having your players uh, right. hydrated properly. Uh, and if it's not true, you're just going to look like an excuse maker. You know, isn't there a PR aspect right. of this job that made Coach yeah. Taggart's things, comments unwise? There is, you know, and and obviously that just opens up a whole new can of worms. Yeah. You've already got a bunch of worms jumping out of a can, then you open up another can of worms. Right. It's just, you're getting hit from all sides. And, you know, some of the kids were starting to say, yeah, that was the problem. And before you know it, you've got a super uh, PR issue on your hand when you, when you really need to be focusing on getting better and, and uh, you know, correcting mistakes and things of that nature. So, yeah, I mean, it, it turned out to – Again, open up more issues than you want to deal with, but that's where you just got to go in your office and close the door and get to work and not listen to all the noise. But the problem is your your players got to be out in the open. They'll be in class and they're all over so, social media nonstop and they're reading everything and you know they're saying this and that. So it, it's just something that's hard to contain once it once the cat gets out of the bag. Mark Richt is joining us from the ACC Network. Follow him on Twitter, at Mark Richt. If we charted your popularity in your own Miami fan base from, like, when you were backing up Jim Kelly all the way forward, would it be accurate, Coach, to say that your lowest point of popularity would have been struggling, like, you know, in a recent year? Is it one of those situations where everybody loves you when you're the beloved former quarterback at Georgia or the, or, or now the announcer? Are you po are your are your popularity numbers sky high again in Carl Gables? Now well, that it may be, it may be. I don't know. Everybody's going to have their opinions, but you know that's the thing that uh, when you when you are in a leadership position, you're never going to make everybody happy, and you're always going to take criticism. That's part of it. But you know, most of the people giving criticism have never been in the arena at yeah. all, probably never played ball, you know, and uh, so you can't put too much into it, but it's like Reggie Jackson said uh, when he was, he, I think he went from the A's to the Yankees and he was in an all-star game and he got up to bat. All the fans started to boo him, you know, and they're like, how'd you feel about your old fans booing you? He, and he said, well, they don't, they don't boo nobody's. So that's, that's the thing about I like that leadership is you, you get, well, you know, Reggie was my favorite growing up, so kind of stuck with me and that in the arena quote is one of my favorites of all time believe it or not i have to pull that out even as a sports radio host from time to time when yeah, I'm, when i'm the one being dragged around on social media it happens even to us coach no doubt <laughs> hey mac, mac brown circled uh the miami hurricanes now it is his next opponent so we don't know you know he right. says nice things about everybody but he actually right. said besides the clemson tigers he sees right. more talent on the Miami roster than anybody else in the ACC. You've seen all 14 right. of these teams. What do you think? No, I agree. I agree. That's why I'm picking Miami to win the Coastal and play, you know, Clemson in this uh, ACC championship game in Charlotte at the end of the year. That's that's my pick, and it has a lot to do with what he said, just the, the talent base, uh, the ability to line up physically and be able to hold up in strength and speed and agility. And, uh, you know, Manny's going to coach him well. So it's going to be uh, a great battle this Saturday. Um, you know, Coach Brown got him going in a hurry. You know, the, the learning curve happened faster than maybe a lot of people thought. Because the bottom line, if you win a game like that, you're doing a lot of things right. And uh, for that quarterback to gain confidence uh, in a game like that, you know, Sam Howell doing what he did, it's going to be nothing but 
you know, more and more uh, good experiences for him down the road. So I think he'll get challenged more. I think the pass rush of Miami uh, is going to be serious, uh, even when they're not bringing pressure. Just their four-man rush is going to be a, an issue, in my opinion. And, uh, of course, Manny knows how to dial it up, too, if he needs to. So it'll be a good one, and uh, we'll just we'll see what happens. Speaking of Miami, last thing for Coach Mark Richt joining us from the ACC Network here on the David Glenn Show. We had Mac Brown on the program yesterday. We had Manny Diaz earlier on today's program. So you're all clear. You don't have to worry about them follow, following you. Okay. Uh, but I think you shared us with us at ACC Kickoff what makes Manny Diaz special. I mean, this was a guy that Temple had hired away, and then you gave right. your announcement, and then Miami brings him back as the great defensive coordinator during your tenure. Right. Uh, he's 45 years old. He lost the opener to the Gators. But I know there's a lot of energy right now behind him, but uh, he probably needs a win to stay on the right side of that fan base. What, what makes him a special, unique guy? Well, he's very great at what he does as a defensive coach. Um, you know, a lot of defensive coaches, they'll just dial up what they do and just, you know, call the play and not necessarily – know why sometimes i think he understands offense he understands blocking schemes he understands pass protections and he understands tendencies of formations and and i think he just does a great job of trying to take away what an offense does best and then he's always been a really good big picture guy as a coordinator i I would always lean on him on some of the bigger decisions when i need some counsel and i'd go to manny because he's he's got a really he's he gets it you know he gets the big picture and uh so I really felt like he was more than ready to be head coach, and he's a perfect fit right there in Miami. Thank your wife for us uh, stealing you away, and good <laughs> good luck with the marathon on Saturday. The ACC Network quadruple header, Mark Ricks, dropping by on the David Glenn Show. Thanks, as always, for the time, Coach. Okay, David. Have a good day. You too. Mark Richt, former Georgia head coach, former ECU assistant coach, former Bobby Bowden assistant at FSU, now an ESPN analyst, and heavy lifting uh, with the ACC Network. So again, the Friday night game exclusive to the ACC Network, the return of Mike London to UVA. It's William and Mary visiting the Cavaliers who did live up to their preseason Coastal Division favorite billing in going to Pittsburgh and soundly beating the Panthers in week one so you have that Friday night special Wake Forest is at Rice on a different channel and then it's the quadruple header I Ohio at Pitt they had to bump that kickoff up for TV purposes right then South Florida at Georgia Tech again exclusive to the ACC network Louisiana Monroe at Florida State I don't know a lot about Louisiana Monroe but I know that Willie Taggart better win that football game and then it's Miami at UNC we'll be there with the big tailgate tour don't forget to tell us where you'll be in Chapel Hill for the record our tailgate of the week over the years has gone to a sorority house because not just because I love sororities. I mean, I, we're based on Franklin Street. Sorority houses are nearby. It's part of the tailgating experience. There's been a fraternity house. Equal opportunity, right? A fraternity house has won the big tailgate uh, tour, tailgate of the week honor when we have visited Chapel Hill. A residence. We haven't had many of these, but again, the layout is a little different in Chapel Hill. So our buddy Patrick Reed in Chapel Hill, right there on Rosemary Street, has a man cave and a backyard and a big celebration on game days. He won at least one time, I remember, tailgate of the week. We had a party in a bar 
on Franklin Street, win the tailgate of the week honor on one of our trips to Chapel Hill. Now, we have also had those tailgating near Keenan Stadium or near the Smith Center, whatever. Just tell us where your milestone or landmark is, where your parking lot number is so we can find you on Saturday afternoon. We'll be on Franklin Street from 4.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., three-hour block there. We're set up with our tents and games and Continental Tire Toss and other prizes, DG Show T-shirts and other things. And then we're all headed into the game at 7.30 for the 8 o'clock kick on the ACC Network between the Hurricanes and the Tar Heels. Appreciate Mark Richt for dropping by here on the David Glenn Show. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. Kevin Harlan is joining us. It was a boring game, and the guy ran out right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver <laughs> to be a part of the play. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. You always think of calling that dramatic last-second buzzer-beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic. This is the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. As intern Will lines up, one more stretch of contestants in our once a year and only one show per year 2019 NFL Picks Challenge. You can be next at 1 800 849 2761. The grand prize winner does collect more than $1,000 worth of prizes. It can come in one fell swoop, maybe four very expensive tickets to a big game, or it can come piecemeal. One guy brought a truck when he was the grand prize winner and just lugged it all the way back home. Not everything could be mailed, so he brought a truck and collected his winnings. Give us your Super Bowl matchup, including the winner and a final score. Give us the Panthers' regular season record, 16 games. We've had anything from 6-10 and 10 to 10-6, and 6, I think, at least so far this campaign. The surprise team, that is the third leg of the tripod as you try to be our grand prize winner. It can be anybody not named the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Chargers, the Saints, the Eagles, and the Rams. For the first time since our show started almost, we have some open lines if you'd like to be our next contestant. Tiebreakers go to callers over tweeters over emailers. I have to repeat those rules because this is a once-a-year enterprise, and it is among the bigger grand prizes that we offer each year here on the David Glenn Show. It's the 2019 NFL Picks Challenge Super Bowl winner, loser, and score. The score is just a tiebreaker. We don't need it typically. Panthers' regular season record is easy enough, and then your surprise team cannot be Kansas City, New England, New Orleans, Philly, or the Ch the Chargers or Rams in L.A. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. The chaos behind the scenes when a season is on the brink in college football I think would surprise most fans. Diehards probably get it because they've seen angry mobs on social media or otherwise. I think a more casual fan would be shocked and possibly even dismayed about the level of chaos that can unfold. This is not mere coincidence. As we go to your calls statewide on the David Glenn Show, you can be next with your picks on the NFL with the regular season starting tomorrow at that level or your answers to our question of the day. What team in college football made you change your position the most for better or for worse after week zero and week one? 1-800-849-2761. We try not to overreact to the opening week or so. But sometimes it's hard after a devastating defeat to opponent you were supposed to beat. Yesterday's worst of the weekend, leading vote-getters included 
Florida State football and Tennessee football. Proud programs. Second-year coaches in both cases. Very high bar, right? They've won the national title. We don't have a program in our state where they have won an FBS national title. It's not easy to get to the top of the mountain one time, much less lots of times. Well, the Seminoles have been there three times, thanks to Bobby Bowden twice and Jimbo Fisher once. And the Volunteers have been there, thanks to Philip Fulmer, former football coach who's now their athletic director. That sort of history raises expectations. Well, Jeremy Pruitt had a first season that was tough, predictably, and Willie Taggart had actually more of a surprise bad season at a school that hadn't missed a bowl in more than 30 years. You can't show up and in your rookie year miss a bowl. Like, at the very least, they expect you to do that and carry on that part of the tradition. So he fell short of that. The Seminoles' bowl streak ended. Willie Taggart spent the whole offseason under scrutiny. Would you like to guess what two coaches were dealing with the biggest headaches today in college football? Seriously. The same two that were the leading vote-getters for worst of the weekend. Florida State loses to Boise. Willie Taggart takes calls on his call-in shows, makes a reference about dehydration. As Mark Ricks himself said, that's like taking a can of worms in addition to the can of worms you're already dealing with because you lost, and now you have worms wriggling all over the place. Willie Taggart has been a head coach long enough at multiple stops that I think he should have known better. And what's he doing today? He's trying to backtrack. He's trying to somehow say, oh, I was only talking about how we need to prepare for this Saturday's game in hot conditions against Louisiana Monroe, when the actual quote from his radio show said, among other things, I'm not sure we handled that very well last week heading into the Boise game. I mean, come on, man. Don't make a bad situation worse by trying to explain your way out of the corner that you have painted yourself into. Meanwhile, do you know what Jeremy Pruitt was asked about today on the SEC coaches teleconference? Seriously, Willie Taggart has to start his pre-practice media session by backpedaling and turning his words into pretzel-style knots. Just let it go, man. You made a mistake. It's okay. You shouldn't have talked about it the way you did. You lost to Boise. You made things worse with, worse with your dehydration comments. Just let it be. Don't blame the media. I mean, come on. You said, I'm not sure we handled that well before the Boise game, and now we've got to handle it well this week. Well, that's a reference to the Boise week, and it reflects poorly upon you. You lost a game. Keep moving, man. Just keep moving. So as Willie Taggart is dealing with that earlier today, you know what Jeremy Pruitt of Tennessee was asked about? And this is just the stuff that becomes public. I'm telling you, the coaches under the most scrutiny after losses, especially in programs at schools where they care this much about football, that makes all this stuff more chaotic. And I'm telling you, less than half of the chaos leaks to the public. Whatever you're seeing is not nearly as bad as whatever's going on behind the curtain. I can promise you that. Jeremy Pruitt has to answer questions about two of his guys leaving the team after last week's loss. They were shocked by Georgia State. That school had never beaten a Power 5 opponent. They did so at the hands of the Volunteers. And Tennessee is left to answer, why'd you lose questions? And now he has to say, uh, why did one of your wide receivers and your defensive backs just flat out ghost on you like they're no longer part of your team?
So he has to talk about that. That one player had been sick over the last week. One player retweeted somebody else mocking the fact that Tennessee paid Georgia State almost a million dollars in those appearance fees we talked about and yet lost the game. So you had a Tennessee player retweeting somebody mocking the volunteers after he was frustrated that he didn't get enough playing time. He later, re- he later deleted his retweet, but the damage had been done. A sophomore from New Orleans named Terrell Bailey, D-back, and a wide receiver from Mississippi, Jordan Murphy. They're the two guys that have just abandoned ship. I mean, just, we're, we're out. We're leaving. Mac Brown had to once fire Manny Diaz in the middle of September when they were at Texas together. That's extra painful. We all are used to transfers. I mean, that's nothing new about that. Typically, the transfer announcement comes, you know, December, January, maybe at the end of the spring semester, maybe during the summer as you recalibrate things. You wonder if you're going to get enough playing time at your current school. There's nothing negative about a transfer anymore. It truly happens everywhere. If it gets too extreme, it can be a red flag, but it happens everywhere. You lose a game the way you lost to that sort of opponent, helping them make history they had never made before, while paying them a million almost just to show up. You're supposed to win that. And Jeremy Pruitt lost that, and now he's answering questions about both the loss and two week two transfers. Do you just stare at the phone when it's your turn at the SEC teleconference and say, do I have to? Is that, I mean, Willie Taggart had to meet the media before practice today. He should not have come up with that ridiculous non-explanation for how he botched his own words. You're just making matters worse, man. Own it and move on. You got a game. Beat Louisiana Monroe, and then the conversation is different by Monday. You didn't need to backtrack. Jeremy Pruitt didn't need questions about abandoning ship transfers on September 4th, and yet those two worst of the weekend coaches, man, it doesn't get better until you win, and it doesn't get a lot better until you win even bigger games. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Tennessee hosts BYU on Saturday. I don't believe BYU is great this year, but you're the host. You're supposed to beat them. So it'll only get worse if they lose to 0-1 BYU. And God knows what will happen if somehow the Seminoles lose to Louisiana Monroe. I mean, batting down the hatches as they are jumping off the ship in Tallahassee. I'm assuming the Seminoles will win that one. They do have talent at FSU this year. Of course, they had talent last year as well, and they went 5-7 and seven then. Chad is in Boone and wants to be our next participant in our 2019 NFL Picks Challenge. Chad, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead with your selections. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'll make it quick. Sure. I got Kansas City over Seattle, 24-21. I've got Carolina goes 7-9 and my surprise seat. All right, say that last part again, Chad. Your phone went out on your surprise team. Oh, no. Oh, no. Chad's going to have to call we'll back. We'll see if we can get it back. That's an incomplete entry. all of our lines are busy. 
that's a little bit tricky. Uh, Chad and Boone, you're going to have to get us your surprise team again because we would hate for you to be disqualified because of a cell phone complication. Let me hit a break. Maybe we'll get Chad to call back during that break. I will squeeze in as many as I can. Mark, Lee, Gerald, others wanting on the college football question of the day. Last chance for telephone NFL picks. You can always enter our picks challenge by tweeting them. Make sure you tag at David Glenn Show or by emailing them, davidglenshow at gmail.com. That same email address, you can tell us where you'll be for the Miami-UNC game as we bring the big tailgate tour to Chapel Hill. 4.30 to 7.30, tents, games, and prizes, including the Continental Tire Toss, right there on Franklin Street is where we'll be early Saturday, uh, early Saturday evening, I should say, 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. Our tents, games, and prizes. 8 o'clock is the kickoff between the Canes and the Heels. We'll be inside Keenan Stadium by the time we strike the 8 o'clock hour. Hopefully we get Chad and Boone during the break. Then we'll get to more of your calls as we come down the stretch next on the David Glenn Show. Gary Player joining us. This morning I did 1,300 sit-ups and crunches. Wow. I pushed 300 pounds with my legs and I ran on the treadmill. You are one of the legends of golf and you've been an inspiration as a person as well. What a nice compliment and God bless America. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. We will enter enter a few more folks in our 2019 NFL Picks Challenge. Don't forget you can send us your picks by email, davidglennshow at gmail.com. We have had grand prize winners from the email inbox in years past. Tiebreakers go to callers, though. So Mark in Durham and Lee in Raleigh, Gerald is in Chatham County, and others calling from across our statewide syndicated audience want their last entries by phone. You can also tweet us. Don't forget to tag us or you will not qualify. At David Glenn Show is our Twitter handle. Three things is all we need. Your Super Bowl. Who beats whom and what's the score in case we need a tiebreaker? What's the Panthers' regular season record? By the way, the average prediction for the Panthers is 8-8 eight eight today. Like, what's the over under in Vegas? Eight wins. What's the Panthers' all-time win-loss record? Essentially 50-50. I mean, they are the most down-the-middle, run-of-the-mill, unexceptional, historically middling NFL team that you could possibly have. And yet, our phone calls are continuing to reflect that idea. Got to be right about the regular season record for the Panthers Got to be right about the Super, ma- Super Bowl matchup and the winner. And then a surprise team. We're trying to make it easier this year. Besides the six favorites in Vegas, Chiefs, Patriots, Chargers, Saints, Eagles, Rams, pick anybody else as your surprise team. Whichever has the best season among those other 26 will be considered the correct answer in that category in our three-legged tripod NFL Picks Challenge, 1-800-849-2761. More on the college football week to come and the NFL week one, which begins tomorrow night with the Packers at the Bears, hence today's one and only day of taking your calls on this subject. Mark is in Durham and next up on our NFL Picks Challenge. Go right ahead. Uh, So for the Super Bowl, I think I'm going to go with the Browns over the uh, Buccaneers. Whoa. Nobody else has that, I can promise you, Mark. All right, what's the Panthers record going to be? Oh, give me that score. Go ahead real quick. I'm going to go 28-21, Cleveland Browns. All right. Panthers record? Panthers record 9-7. And can I assume Cleveland would be your surprise team if that's the case? 
The Cleveland Browns are my surprise team. Hey, Vegas is not rolling its eyes at people like Mark. For those who haven't paid attention, nobody's a surprise. Nobody is surprised, I should say, I don't think, when you see Patriots, Chiefs, Eagles, Saints, etc. In the eyes of Vegas, teams like the Bears and the Browns are also in the top eight. I gave you the bottom eight, and I don't think anybody's surprised to see names like the Dolphins, Redskins, Bengals, Cardinals, Bucks, Raiders, Lions, Bills. Maybe Buffalo breaks through, maybe not. The bottom eight is very predictable. The top eight is mostly predictable. The Browns and the Bears, we're just not used to seeing them listed in that kind of stratosphere, but both qualify as quote-unquote surprise teams, at least for our purposes today. Lee's in Raleigh and next on the David Glenn Show. Yeah, hey, DG, thanks for uh, taking my call. Sure, man. Who you got? I'm going to go Patriots over Saints, 31-27. All right. Panthers? Panthers record, 6-10. and 10. And surprise team. I'm going to go with those Bears you were just talking about. Yeah, that's not a bad call. Good luck to you on your picks. Uh, Darren, did you, ever, did you ever notice, did you ever get these emails? I say, who you got? Do you know what the proper English grammar is for that? Who do you have? Whom. Oh, well, whom? whom yeah, do yeah, you say, yeah, you're right. Do you know why I don't do that every time? Although we get compliments from actual school teachers saying that in the radio context, we stay closer to what they call the King's <laughs> accurate English. accurate grammar. <laughs> than most of what they hear, certainly in sports radio but perhaps more generally in other radio. Do you know what my rule of thumb is so that we don't have to be perfect with all of our who's and whom's and our he versus him? It's the George Thurgood rule. One of my f- favorite, you know, George Thurgood, the yeah, performer, yeah. bad to the bone and otherwise. Commonly used as, as bump oh, music. Just unbelievably good bluesy, rocky guitar, I would call it, right? Yeah. It's very guitar-driven music. I grew up in the Philly area. He was Originally, the name was George Thorogood and the Delaware Destroyers. One of his most popular songs, probably most famous, would be Bad to the Bone. Right? Yeah, yeah. One of my other favorites, I, you had to have heard it by now, is called Who Do You Love? <laughs> yeah. Who Do You Love? I mean, <laughs> your English grammar teacher will not allow that. But how would that song have sounded, Darren? If George is repeatedly singing, whom do you love? It just, it's not going to roll. Whom do you love is <laughs> going to break up the cadence of that song. So for occasionally, that's, that's my George Thurgood that's excuse, your excuse yeah. for when, who you got? Who you got, man? That's a Philly delivery. It gets right to the point. We have that like many it. more entries. Just remember the next time you hear, who do you love by George Thurgood, technically, that is grammatically incorrect. Would it have been the same hit if he followed his English teacher's It advice? might have been. Probably not. Whom do you love? You're spitting that out? <laughs> I cue up that song. Great guitar. Probably a better song than Bad to the Bone. You know yeah. how that happens? One of your favorite performers' most popular songs is like not even, not even your one top of their five. Best. Happens all the That's time. That's how I feel. Who do you love is a great song. Bad to the Bone is a good song. You're George Thorogood, grammatical lesson of the day enjoy your tv picks tonight remember one more night until football u.s open and baseball tonight we'll see you tomorrow on the david glenn show 
Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.